Yo, what's really good? It's your main man, Sean Little from the No Catch-Up Podcast. Wanted to send a reminder. Make sure you rate and review No Catch-Up, available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, No Catch-Up is on there. Make sure you tell everyone it's the best sports podcast in the world. Drop that five-star review. Pass the links to the homies. Let everybody know. You know the deal. No Catch-Up, Sports Talk via Chicago. Lock in. No ketchup, no ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome in to No Ketchup. Listen, this is the breakdown for today. First Take Tuesday, Big Nick, me and Big Nick the Quick, I got to talk, I, I want to get off a, a take about stadiums. I was talking to a couple of people that I went to SoFi. I'm going to, my, my first Take Tuesday, and I'm going to get Nick's opinion as well, is going to be about stadium. Do we like new or do we like old? What's the difference? Why, why, why is, why is certain stadiums, why are some raggedy and it, it's an awesome place to catch a game? And then why the, why are some new spots also dope to catch a game? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the NFL, of course. We're going to talk about some divisions. Stuff is coming up, but I want to touch on some NFL duos. I wrote out a list of NFL duos. Nick's going to break them down. I want to get his opinion on some of these matchups, who he would take, why. I'm not even going to give him any parameters, why he would take it. It's just I'm going to give you a quarterback, a wide receiver, and you're going to pick that and, and, and tell me why you like that over the other. We're going to close the show. DeMar DeRozan was on No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. AKA Agent Zero. He had some interesting uh, comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had some interesting comments talking about uh, Levine and playing with uh, Lonzo Ball. So we'll touch on that. We'll touch on a couple things, man. Snow Ketchup. You already know what time it is. Big Nick the Quick. What's happening? It's the business. Yo, shout out Unk in the building. Shout out uh, Rally BWS in the comments. He already with us. He's already commenting on uh, the stadium talk. We're going to get to it. What's going on? Man, chilling, man. Uh, what's, what's going on with you, man? I heard you had a little adventure yesterday, man. No, nah, real quick, man. <laughs> I uh, So those who don't know, I just went out. I just drove. I just I flew out to Phoenix. I bought a car, and I drove it back. Bro, that and, is a hellacious drive. I can't believe you did that. Yeah, bro. I got a I got a. I got a good deal on the whip, so I had to go grab it real quick. But yeah, it was a long drive. I did eight to Albuquerque. Oh my god! It's like it was like six and a half or seven to Albuquerque. But I did Albuquerque. Then the big day in the middle was I did like thirteen to Kansas City, and then I did Kansas City back to the crib. So it took like two days, two and a half days. Okay. So it wasn't too too bad. I was gonna do a hot air balloon trip in Albuquerque, but it was too windy, so that got canceled. Did you get some barbecue in Kansas City? Nah, bro. I literally got there at 10 p.m. Uh, I ate some shit, some bullshit, went to sleep, and then I was out at 7 a.m. See, if I'm a road trip like that, I'm going pl- to make it interesting for myself, and I'm going to plan it around food. It's like, look, if I'm going to drive 22 hours back, I'm going to hit some some food spots along the way for sure. Yeah, I was just trying to get back to the crib. Just trying to get it done? Yeah, I was just trying yeah. to get back to the crib. I thought I was going to get back Sunday. I ended up getting back Saturday afternoon, so it wasn't too, too bad. So then, of course, I got a new whip, so I got to go to the DMV. I, I got to register it. I got to do all that shit. First of all, they're scam. Yo, everybody out here is a scammer. Yep. 
especially if they're working for a big organization. I'm not talking about like a single dude hustling and trying to get shit done. I went to uh, I went to go get a new key for the car because I you know I, I you know I'm a goofy goose sometimes. I'll get locked out my whip. I won't have you know what I'm saying. I, I can't be. I gotta have an extra key. Of course. I went to get a new key. Between the key and labor, they wanted three ninety. Dog, what the fuck is going on out here, bro? <laughs> that is insane. So, I did a the, the labor on the key was one sixty five, and it's just they were just reprogramming the whip. So this shit was literally gonna press it like reset on a PlayStation. Yeah, that's how I see it. I don't. I, I know there's probably more uh, holding down the power button and the volume button at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Reset. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was whatever. I ended up comparing some labor from other spots and they they knocked it down for me but still it's still a hijack and uh the fact that I, you even got to do that though is it's it's just crazy, crazy. and now i got to go get registration from the state of illinois so you already know they about to knock me over the head for that i think they want like 300 for reg, for registration yeah. plates and shit and i'm probably going to get a speeding ticket on the way for the from the from the speed camera of course so <laughs> of course it's ugly out here of course you know, chicago is lucky i love chicago cuz I, bro, if I if I wasn't from here, I would be like, yo, this is a fucking racket out here, bro. But you know what, man? You've been to other major cities and compared to like shit, go out to like San Francisco. You lived in New York. You know the drill out there. Go out to those cities and you really you really get held up. Yeah. I mean, and and in all, all things considered, Chicago is. But they do get you on like the civil services type shit. Like dog, every time be, you try to do something, there's an admin fee. It's There's petty. this, yeah. It's a lot of pettiness going on. It's a on, lot of man. pettiness, deflating shit. All right, yeah. But, let's... yeah, but no, I got I got something similar real quick. Um, yeah. just because when you said that you kind of had to negotiate them to get to the price that they could actually give you, yeah. Um, the smaller shit, but my dog got skunked on Sunday or Saturday night. Yeah. So long story short, I had to go to PetSmart to get the uh, the skunk shampoo. Right. So I ordered it online ahead of time. It was like four dollars for the bottle. Right. Yeah. I ordered it online, then I went to go pick it up the next day. I ended up ordering it to the wrong PetSmart. So right. I was like, oh, cool. So I'm at the one in Evanston. I'll just grab it off the shelf. At the store, it was $16 for the same exact bottle that I paid $4.50 for online. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting there looking at my online receipt. I'm looking at the bottle. I'm looking at my online receipt. Oh, like, did you was... buy it from PetSmart? Yeah, Dude? from PetSmart. Oh. No, 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 no. So yeah, because oh. I, I, I wasn't going to go to the other store. I was already at the one store. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to get it from this one. Right. But it's $13 more. So I go up front to the girl and I'm like, hey. I just bought this online for four fifty, but you guys are selling in the store for sixteen. She's like, "Oh yeah, that's right, that's all right. We price match our online." And I'm like, "Like, yo, it's not your fault, but like, y'all are really charging four hundred percent more inside the store for the same exact shit from the same company. And the only way I get that is if I come and show you the online thing. And it's not like it's a couple dollars more. You're talking about twelve dollars right. more on a four dollar product, straight up." I'm like, yo, y'all are criminal for that criminal. shit. Criminal, That's bro. criminal. You mean it's $4 online and 16 in the store? I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, this is crazy out here. Yeah. I had to leave. That's why but you yeah, all, always ask, always look, look it Always up. look for the discount, man. Don't that look that on shit Amazon. blew me. Yeah, bro. That, that blew me. Twelve dollars. <laughs> well, because they know you're pulling up in a in a in a bind. Like, yo, my dog is fucked up. Let me run yeah. in here and try to grab. Like, cause think about it. 
when your dog gets skunked, you can't order some shit and really like, wait. You're like waiting that. for Amazon. You're not waiting. No, that's you know that's a right now situation. Right, yeah. exactly. So they got you by the nuts oh. and they know it. And they always try to leverage you out crazy, man. It's crazy. Every 400%. Turn, no, and the crazy, and I know we're off topic, but the crazy part is, my nigga, it's at every turn. Everywhere. You go to the grocery store, they 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 killing you. You go to the gas Lacking, station, they yeah. killing you. Every it's like, damn, bro, you gotta be on your shit at every turn. Yeah. Man. It's crazy. Oh, groceries are crazy right now. Price of price of groceries. Yeah. Anybody who does grocery shopping, your groceries have went up by like 30% last five, six months. Price of chicken wings, all everything is fucking crazy out here, man. Yeah, it's all a racket, man. So this is actually a good segue. We go we gonna, we gonna That's why you can't pay folks 825. Exactly. But. <laughs> but 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 then look you you up it they up it it's it's never ending it's so yeah. that's that's a long that's a whole nother yeah, yeah they're all gonna get their money back but yeah <laughs> but um let's get into some ports now and this is kind of a perfect segue because I want to talk about new stadiums versus old stadiums let me let me kick it to you quick the reason I I brought this up is because I was talking to a friend who just went to SoFi for the Niners uh, Rams preseason game the other night. And I was hearing some of these prices. Well, I, you know, I asked like, Hey, how SoFi looks crazy. You know what I'm saying? When they show it on television, the, the screens look crazy. The inside of the stadium looks crazy. Like talk to me about it. Um, and I was hearing some crazy shit. For example, $125 to park by the stadium. Soldier, one Soldier Field, one twenty-five. Is that how much it costs at Soldier? I think Soldier Field is like 80, 90 bucks, and then if you want to tailgate, you have to pay an additional fee. Talk about getting whacked no. over that. You have to pay to tailgate at Soldier Field. Oh, and speak of that, you can't even you can't tailgate. At I SoFi. thought you had to buy a. Pay, oh, you can't tailgate at, at, at so, SoFi. At SoFi, you can't tailgate. So they they want the one twenty-five just to my nigga really just pull up just and get the seventeen dollar beers, seventy-five dollars to park across the street from That's the wild. Great Western Forum and walk. The person that I was talking to paid 50 and got shuttled. Had to get shuttled. The, the, the usually free shuttle was 50? <laughs> no, 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 no. They, they parked oh, the parking spot was 50, yeah. And they had to get shuttled over. That's wild. So that's just outside. You get inside, and apparently it looks like a shopping mall. Every other, every angle they can get is a VIP club. Of course. Google Lounge, the uh, whatever lounge. The, it's, it's all tech. It's all this crazy shit. Let me let me read verbatim what they said. Because come on, man. Like I I think part of me too is okay. So this is exactly what this is this is exactly what they said. I thought it was interesting. They're like I don't like too much of a class system at sporting events. It's very L.A., though. And I was like, yo, that's a great way to put it. I'm trying to, like, that's, there's enough classism going on in the country to where that's one place where you should be able to kind of feel like you, you're part of a fan base. You're, right. you're all one. Y'all supporting the same squad. Like, they said they, they couldn't even get in because they had to walk around five different entrances because you got to have a blue wristband to get in here or you got to be part of this or part too of that. Much, too much going on. Yeah. So. Okay, this is this is this is uh verbatim. SoFi is insanely beautiful, but most but almost too pretty. It looks like a high-end mall through the concourse, not a stadium. Everything is fucking VIP. I've never seen so many different lounges, clubs. It's legit different 100 VIP levels. So, that got me thinking. 
when it comes to when it comes to stadiums and and stuff like that, are you are you on the side of like, yo, give me the new, revamped, brand new sparkling building, or are you good with an older stadium that I guess has a little more charm to it? Older stadium for sure. Um, I haven't been to like anything like SoFi yet. I know I went to like with the Cardinals when they first opened up that new stadium. I went to the second game there. I think I've just been to like some newer stadiums, but obviously in Chicago, all of all of our stadiums are classic. They're all old. Newest building is the United Center, and that was what, 1996, 95? Yeah. 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 So I think that's the newest barn that we got. Um, and even then, you know, it has it's still the United Center I like because it's kind of new compared to other shit, but it's still like old. You know what I mean? It still yeah. has some some remnants of 90s architecture going on in there. Um Yo, I like the, the numbers- older shit. To the numbers on the concourse are yeah, super ex- 90s. Yeah, exactly. Kind of super yeah. 90, the nice like red, red, crimson, crimson uh accents throughout. Yeah. Um, I like that. I don't need the stadium to be more visually appealing than the game, I guess. Like I don't need to be distracted by the stadium, right? Like these these massive screens and like you said, all the VIP lounges and paying crazy amount of money which we already do in chicago like it's funny we're, we're talking about paying a hundred dollars to park but you go to a cubs game you're paying 150 dollars in the bleachers right so um depending if they're good or not but still for me like i think the stadiums like you said it kind of needs to be like a common place um where everybody kind of comes together you don't need to have all these different lounges you don't really need to create all these different experiences because the experience is the game like yeah. i am there when i go to a sporting event i go to a sporting event to watch the game right I take in the ambiance. I like all that. I'm there for it, but I want to watch the game. I don't need it to be like a hotel. I don't need it to be like Caesar's Palace. You know what I mean? For what it sounds like, it sounds like you're walking through like Caesar's Palace with the whole malls and all that different shit. Like I don't need all that at the game. Um, and and to be honest, like I don't I don't want it. Like I don't. It doesn't sound appealing to me. Like I'd love to go see the stadium because I like to see a spectacle, just so that I can say that I did it. Yeah. But if you had me to choose, I'd much rather see it at a stadium that's classic you know, classic architecture, good features, but comfortable. Like, you know, I still want to be comfortable. I still want to have some amenities, but I don't need all that other shit, man. I don't, I don't need, I don't need it. I don't even need the Wi-Fi. Like, I don't need any of that shit, man. I'm there Yo, to watch the game. I, if you give me the skybox or you give me an option to sit third, fourth, fifth row, I'm picking third, fourth, fifth row in a nice. heartbeat every time. And nice. I, I, I don't need, I don't need shit. Give me the bleacher style. Bro. Big house, Notre Dame, whatever. I've and, watched many and, a games for the 500 the level. Bro. I've watched many a White Sox games for the 500 level for $11 on a Monday. Like, don't come on. Listen, man. And that, had a great time. And that's where the real motherfuckers are at. That's where you know what else? That know what's going on are at. Because you know what else is going to be a SoFi? If it's like that, it's a bunch of foo-foo food. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of sushi on the oh. concourse, and I don't <laughs> yeah. need all that shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I need a hot dog. I need a Connie's motherfucking pizza. I need, you know, just some basic options, man. Uh, and a beer. Need, I, and a beer. Like, no, they don't have a beer. They probably have, like, you know, all, all nitro brew or something like that. Like, all types of crazy shit like that it. you don't need. Like, it's 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 getting too much, man. You don't – I feel like people are trying to recreate luxury where you don't necessarily need it. And I feel like that's a theme in a lot of different things. Like, it's just trying to, like, give off this luxury vibe. But it's like, we don't necessarily need it. Just make it nice. Right. How are the acoustics? How does it sound? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, like, is it, is it dope for a concert? Like, I don't need all that high tech shit. And to your point with all like the million different clubs, it's like, yeah, man. Like, 
those shits are cool when you got them, but it's like, I'm never like, oh yeah, I need to be in the Bud Light Club. I need to be on the Legends deck. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to tell you this. One <laughs> of the one of the worst, yeah, the Legends deck. <laughs> one of the worst sporting event experiences I've ever had in my life was I went to the Final Four in Houston, and this is when I was working for CBS Sports. I went to the I went to the Final Four in Houston, and we had a skybox to watch the game. Now, back in the day, I don't know if it's changed now, but back in the day, you couldn't drink at all at the college sporting events, and that was Final Four included. Like you couldn't yeah. drink, but if you had a box, you could drink. So you would like go to the skybox and kick it. But I was trying to watch at the time. It was Villanova, North Carolina. I was trying to watch the game. Yo, Buddy Hield in Oklahoma. Like that that was the year that I was at the Final Four. So Buddy Hill was going crazy at Oklahoma. So I wanted to see that. I couldn't, I might as well have been watching the fucking game at the bar across the street. Yeah, yeah. I hate, like I hate it was it. it was a terrible sporting event experience. So when I go to the game, I want to tailgate. I want to be loud before we go in. I want to be chanting, vibing with people I don't know, walk in, catch the game, and leave. Like Lambeau Field, I know it's fuck the Packers. Cause we're Bears fans, but you want to talk about a great oh. NFL experience? Yeah, there's nothing there. It's go a stadium. To, go to Lambeau Field and go and go catch a game. Yeah. It was yeah, fucking. It, it's, it's awesome. It's incredible. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I agree with the box shit. Like my girl sometimes gets these tickets and she knows someone that has a box at the United Center. Yeah. And like it's cool for certain things, right? Like it's cool to have that area, and like you said, you get the drinks and all that. But it is not a good place to watch a game from. Your vantage point is terrible. You're way up there. And like it's just not the right environment. Like if you if you boxes are for entertaining clients, like that's what it's for. Like you're a business person, you want to take some clients, sit back, chill, be able to talk, shop, like whatever it might be. Cool, you can do that there. But sitting up there and watching a game, man, it's not it's not what's up. I, I can't. I don't like it at all. I'd rather be down there in the mix with the people. Hundred percent, bro. So yeah, man, give me the hey. And let me say this: there's also a middle ground. For example. Wrigley Field is like a middle ground now. It used to be a raggedy ass building that you would go really just catch baseball and fuck around and drink beers and eat hot dogs. But now they got like the 1914 club where you could go all you can drink. I haven't I haven't been there since they've you need, redone anything. I haven't been in like five years. You haven't been to Wrigley in five? No, and I haven't been down to the neighborhood either. <laughs> I haven't. I, I, I know I'm in for a shock. I, that's what yeah. I keep hearing. Everybody's like, "Yeah, you know, you're in for a shock." Like I've heard it. It's, it's crazy. You know what's crazy though? How much you can avoid that area if you're not going to a Cubs game. Like oh. I have no reason to go towards that side of town. Like I'm Bro. never driving down Clark. I'm never like it's it's. There's no reason for me to go over there other than go to a Cubs game. So I've avoided it for the last however many years, and not by like on purpose. I'm just not down there for anything. If and I'm in the city, you know what I mean. Like, but yes. no reason. There's absolutely no reason to go um to go over there whatsoever. Whatsoever. Um you could avoid the whole neighborhood. The only reason I'm I'm over there is to go to the games, but then when I'm over there, I'm I'm fucking around in the in sure. the neighborhood. Yeah, if you're out there already, but like yeah, it's just like it's not it's not a place that I go at all. So I do need to get down there and see what see what it looks like cuz I keep hearing about it. But I I have zero yeah, I mean, but like yeah, I mean, I don't like the Cubs obviously, but like the history behind Wrigley the history behind Soldier Field, um, you know, they're cool stadiums. I feel like U.S. Cellular or whatever you want to call it, Comiskey, U.S. Cellular, guaranteed rate, bro. Whatever, whatever they sell to next. Um, 
Like, I think that's a great ballpark. I don't really need much more than that park. Like, I think that that park has everything I need. It's modern enough for me. And, yeah. I think that's a good way to put it, actually. Like, yeah. that's all I need. That's all I need. It's new. Uh, that's new to me. You've been to Wrigley? That shit is new. <laughs> Kariski's new. Yeah, so. well, for you to say you haven't been there in five years, when you go, you're going to be like, wow, this is this is some crazy shit. And I don't, I don't I don't, think I want to see that either, man. I don't want to see the I, – I hate the commercialization of everything, and I know that that's what it is down there now, man, and that, that it, it loses its charm. It becomes like everything else. Uh, Chicago for you, though, in 2021. Yeah, man, I can't, I can't, I can't argue with you on that. All right, um, so that's my first take Tuesday slash segment one. I thought that was interesting, um, because that I think that's also partly why I don't want a new stadium for the for the Bears. I don't want them to move to Arlington. I don't want this. Oh, that's gonna over exaggerated, oh, ridiculous bullshit. That would be a spectacle. They're gonna build an amusement park. Yeah, no, they're 100%. gonna build a museum. It'll be an amusement park for sure. So, I don't need the amusement park. That's part of it for me as well. Um, did you have a take or you want to jump into nah, this, uh, nah, this let's NFL jump, talk? Let's, let's jump into I think that covered enough. Okay. Um, yo, really quick. How about my boy uh, Jameis Winston last night? Oh, here? Jay Boo wins. Jay Boo wins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doug, first off, I I watched that play, that one touchdown, like 10 times, and I have no idea how he caught that ball. The first one. Yeah, I have no idea how he caught that ball. On the P.I. you're talking about, right? Yeah, I have no idea how he caught that ball. I don't understand how that ball dropped into his hands. What a throw. Mar- I think Marquez Callaway is his name. Yeah. Young young buddy out of um, Tennessee. What Was he a first-round draft pick? I don't know. I know he looked like one. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Look, at, look that up real quick. Yo, but really quick, before we get into this. Uh... Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, listen, I want no part of this. I want no. I want no part of this. Hey, 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 not me. We cool, Marvin. We cool. No, listen, bro. We cool. Okay, listen. You do you. Have a great retirement. I hope everything's great with you and your family. (laughs) I know. Hold on. Let me tell the people what we're talking about. Okay. So, so last night I tweeted. (laughs) Last night I tweeted watching the game. I said, Marquez Callaway, who was going ballistic, by the way. If you didn't watch the game, I think Marquez Callaway last night in the Saints-Jaguars <laughs> preseason game had 10 catches in the first quarter. It was something ridiculous. He had like 10. Uh, undrafted free agent. Yeah, he had like 10 catches in the first. If it wasn't the first quarter, it was the first and not too deep into the second. He had 10 catches, two TDs. He was going crazy. He was killing the Jags. And I, I tweeted out, Marquez Callaway out here looking like Marvin Harrison. My mentions went crazy. People were like, who? Who did you just say? Marvin who? And I didn't realize. I knew Marvin, you know, has some, some dust-ups. Innocent until proven guilty. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's a free man. But, you know, Marvin Harrison had been in some, some, some dust-ups that, you know, some people didn't make it out of. He who shall not be named. And <laughs> I didn't know that you couldn't on uh on Al Gore's internet out here. You can't name. You can't. You don't speak on Marvin Harrison. Watch mm-hmm. out. People were like, "Yo, did you just call out the boogeyman?" Oh, I'm like, "Yo, like, yo, delete this." <laughs> yo, yo, <laughs> yo, somebody tweeted me, "Delete this, bro. Take this down." Like, 
Marvin Harrison. Let Marvin be. <laughs> Marvin Harrison is the real life boogeyman, bro. So I thought that was hilarious. Actually, was, with the shits in the I, field. Like when I was watching the game, he that's who he that's who uh Callaway reminded me of. So I just tweeted it like, man, this dude. He wasn't like a super burner, but his routes were crisp as fuck. His super hands were there. Gets open, catches everything. Yes, exactly. He looked like Marvin Harrison to me. And I'm like, yo, this guy looks like Marvin Harrison. And people started going crazy. I'm like, no, no, no. On the field. On the field only. On the field only. Um, but that. But yeah, shout out Jameis Winston. I literally tweeted, y'all need to start following my picks on Twitter, bro. I think the last 15 picks on Twitter I put out, I've hit. That was actually a good, I, I didn't see that until afterwards, and that was actually a really good call out and a really good, uh, uh, that was a good bet that Jameis was going to be going for that for that starting job. Come on, and they bro. were going to knock these boys out. And yeah. the, the Jacksonville Jaguars fucking suck. Yeah, yo, and it's, it worked out just like I said it would. I was like, yo, Jameis is going to do his thing, um, win the starting job tonight, because that's exactly what he did last night. They're going to go up, take care of the minus three in the first half. And then the second half, I don't know what's going to happen. And then he they better, almost he lost. Better, he better have locked it up. Let's start. Let's stop this farce. I tweeted out last night. Sean Payton might be off the pills again because he really has Jameis competing with a running back because this doesn't make any sense. Let's stop this farce of Taysom Hill being yeah. some sort of quarterback. Like, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I think, uh, yo, shout out uh, Taysom Hill. He got paid. Just yeah. go out there and be a utility guy. Hey, you're, not, you're not a full-time NFL quarterback. Hey, hey, more nothing, nothing but respect to him. Uh, and speaking of getting paid, I, I sent this out yesterday. I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but Gardner Minshew, you're on your way to making eighty million dollars. The Minshew family is going to be great. You know, congratulations to you, man. That guy will be in the league. You know what it looks like when the guy is going to be in the league for 15, 16 years. Gardner Minshew in the league forever. He'll be someone. I tweeted that, and someone's like the best comp is Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I'm like spot on. Like people yeah. will sign him to start some games here and there. He'll have some moments. He'll be a good bridge quarterback and he'll do that for 15, 16 years. What a life. No, no question. So will Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mitch. Buddy. Yeah. So, be, so, be starting. so <laughs> Mitch, Mitch carved us up on, on Saturday. Hey, Mitch carved the bears up. Yeah, he did. Then he, then he came, then he came with the respectfulness after the game and everything. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the Bears up, yeah. Mitch will be in the league for 15 years. <laughs> let me, let me be, yo, because listen, everyone's talking who's gonna win the division, who's this, who's that. I'm we, we don't like to speculate too, too much here on no catch up. So I, I thought it'd be a fun segment to talk about some NFL duos that are currently in the league. Who you would take, would you take this duo or this duo? And um, we could have some fun with it. And, and I know this will branch off into some different shit. But you, you ready for the first NFL duo? So you're going to give me two duos and I got to tell you who I'd rather have? Who you'd rather take? Like, okay. give me the, give me those two dudes. You got it? Yep. All right, number one. You know, we're going, we're going worse to first. You know what I'm saying? Derek Carr of the Los Angeles, uh, of the Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr and Darren Waller. Or Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley. Derek Carr and Darren oh, Waller Darren of the Waller Las Vegas had like Raiders. A hundred thousand catches last year. <laughs> Some ridiculous numbers last year. Or Man, Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley. He's nice. I hate Matt Ryan. Um, Darren Waller and uh, Derek Carr. Yeah. Why? Because I think I I like because Derek Carr is that the perfect type of 
pass catcher for Derek Carr is a really good tight end, and that's what Darren Waller is. Darren Waller last year, 107 receptions, 1,200 yards, and nine touchdowns. So obviously they have a great connection. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm taking Darren. I like Darren Waller. And I think Derek Carr is fine. He's fine. Serviceable. He's fine. Or, or, or is he over-serviceable? Slightly above. If, if, if the pieces line up, you can win a division with Derek Carr. He's not going to lose you a bunch of games. Yeah, he's he's solid. He's, he's solid. He's, he's middle fine. of the pack. You could do a lot worse. You're not yes. excited, but you're not like, oh shit. Like you're you're, you're you're perpetually trying to replace him, but it's not as urgent <laughs> as like other people. You know what I mean? Like that's what yeah. he is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like yeah. you wouldn't mind replacing him. If Next someone else comes along, along. I want no, it. It's like Dalton. It's like prime Dalton. You're like, hey, we're okay. We we can do this in his peak in Cincinnati. But it's like, man, if someone else comes along, we're just letting right. you know we're probably gonna make that move. <laughs> that's 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 Derek Carr. Not a bad spot to be in. He'll be in the league for 15, 20 years. Yo, this is a tough <laughs> one because I like uh Darren Waller is a fucking monster. He's nice, dude. Do you remember there was a game he had on Monday Night Football last year? Where, yes. I mean, I think he caught like eight or nine passes in a row. Yes. They they went to him every play. They were just putting it up. He was going up and getting it. Darren Waller is a real monster. If He's you're not cold. familiar, if you're not familiar with Darren Waller, it's also a great story. He was a drug addict. Yeah. He was down bad, bounced back, and now is I would say He's a top two, three tight end in the league, no question. For sure. It's Outside like, of the Kelsey and I think Kelsey and Kittle are on their own their own planet. And then you have like Waller and those but, guys. Yeah, honestly, bro, I think Waller is right there with him. Yeah. I, I think if you swap, yeah. if you swap, like, I mean, the service, it's all about who's giving the service, right? Mahomes right. is giving the service. And then um, I guess Garoppolo is not, is, Garoppolo and Derek Carr are on the same level. But Darren, Darren Waller is a monster. Now, I'm going to have to take Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley because their connection is elite. Pull up Calvin Ridley's numbers. I, and I, the fact that I'm giving Matt Ryan any love needs needs to needs to show you that Calvin Ridley. I didn't realize Ridley had that many receiving yards last year. No, nah, Calvin Ridley is a real, real monster, and it's a shame because we have a Ridley on our roster. Yeah, it's like we got the wrong one, and he's not like that. <laughs> he's not. He sucks. Because <laughs> we have a Ridley on our roster, and he does not do what his brother does. So I don't like. I don't love Matt Ryan. I. You know me quick. I don't know what it is about some guys. I just something happens and I immediately I'm turned off or turned on. And yeah. when people started calling Matt Ryan Matty Ice, I instantly hated him. That was it for you. Right away. I like this. First of all, this dude is not that good. Matty Ice. Are we are you guys out of your fucking mind? Yeah. yeah. He's like he I mean, yo, he has an MVP. He has a Super Bowl appearance. He's got MVP, got Super Bowl appearance, made a lot of money. Made a lot of money. Whole Nothing. lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yo, I ain't heard from AB. Where AB at? That's my dog. Uh, <laughs> Shout out AB. Um, no, I, I like that. I, I guess I go with Waller just because when you have a tight end that catches 107 balls, they're pretty much automatic first downs. Like, you know when you have those, like a really good tight end is an automatic first down. It's like, hey, there's nothing there, first down. Just right. toss it to that guy, put it in the vicinity. He's 6'6", 260. He's just, he's, all, he's he's just, just all over. Bro, he's just always – And you can't guard those guys. I was just going to say, he's always just a matchup problem. Problem. So, yeah, I yeah. Maybe that's I like Cole, both. Maybe that's what Cole Komet becomes, Darren Waller. I would say, man, that yo, that Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts. Yo. Oh, yo, 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 yo hey. why would you even bring up Calvin, 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 Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts <laughs> in the roster? 
Yo, you already know how I feel about Kyle Pitts. I'm on Kyle Pitts Island all day. Best prospect I've ever seen. (laughs) Yo, by the way, since all that like draft shit where people were talking about Kyle. I mean, I've never I've never seen someone be a surefire Hall of Famer like Kyle Pitts. Okay, he's, like he's Kyle been, Pitts was on draft. They're, they're already making his bust right yeah, now. Yeah, like yo, he like I mean <laughs> I mean for a second. <laughs> straight up the the hundred percent surefire Hall of Famer. Kyle so they didn't Pitts. give him a jersey when they drafted him, they gave him a yellow like, jacket. They gave like, me yeah. a- <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Since then, I haven't heard I haven't heard too much. I haven't heard his name. So the season starts. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the season starting. This if season. that dude doesn't make it, I know nothing about football. I'll put it that way. Yeah, if, I mean, if that guy doesn't make yo, it, yeah, I know nothing about it too. If that guy doesn't make it, I know nothing about football and talent evaluation because I I took one. I would take one look, put my clipboard down, and say we're drafting that guy. That's it. Yeah, man. So I hear you, but yeah, that uh that Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley hookup, especially this year too, coming off last year, is going to be crazy. Yep. All right, let's slide to the next one. NFL duos, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, or Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen. Oh, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. You said no, tw- no it's question. Just, it's just more explosive. I think you know what Keenan Allen. I like Keenan Allen a lot too, but I think he's like. Uh, you remember, like they used to call him possession receivers back in the day. Yeah, Chris Carter's. Yeah, Chris Carter, Bobby Ingram. Shout out, Bobby Ingram. Um, <laughs> He's a possession receiver. Like you look at his yards per catch, it's like 10 yards per catch, but he catches a hundred balls. Like he's just going to catch everything. He's a guy, another first down type guy, but he's not taking the top off you like that. Whereas D hop is explosive. D hop and Kyler Murray put together is, is potential to, to, to destroy you. So I'm, I'm going Deandre Hopkins on that. I think Deandre Hopkins is top three or four wide receiver in the league. I know yesterday he came out and said that he's the best. Um, so I think I don't I don't even know if that's even close to me. And I love Herbert. I think Justin Herbert, we were all wrong. Professional quarterback, elite. Like that guy's gonna be a problem for a very long time. But I'm taking DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. If they can get that thing figured out in Arizona, and I really think it comes down to the coaching. We've we've been said this dude's a fraud. Um, nice crib though. Um, but yeah. Nice crib. Crib is a crib is stupid. There Silly. should just listen, bro. In my opinion, there should never be a there should never be a time where you can't win in fucking in the Big Twelve that you should be getting NFL Seriously. opportunities. I just yes. don't I don't understand. Well, that. And you're back again this year. It was this year three, and like they they started off fine last year, but they fell Dude, apart. This might be year four, bro. Yeah, yeah. I Look don't understand. I don't understand. And like we talked about it. You talked about when he was hired. It's the looks. He has the look. He has the, a guy I, that you want, and and you're and you know he's just he's got exactly. the young yeah. You see his crib; he's got the the open button up. Good looking dude. All that good looking dude. Clean cut. G, GQ obviously. And allegedly, another phantom offensive guru. Phantom offensive mind. <laughs> phantom. <laughs> mythical. Mythical. He's a mythical. mythical he's a myth, mythical court, mind. Yeah, he's like Nagy. They're mythical. Uh, mythical. Mythical gurus. Yeah, mythical gurus. Mythical gurus. Guru in their own mind. So I don't, yeah, but I'm 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 taking Hopkins and Kyler Murray, and and I'll uh, I'll live with the results on that. But shout yeah. out Keenan Allen, man. Hey, Keenan Allen, one of the most underrated wide receivers of the last ten years. Very very good. Just Period. Very point good. blank. Just good. Keenan Allen is a beast. Yeah. Go watch him. Go pull up the highlights. Go watch him on a week to week basis. Keenan Allen doesn't drop anything. 
and catches he's six long, seven balls a week. He's big. He gets open. He he's not a burner by any stretch. Nope. But man, that boy is Consistent. very dependable. Very good. Yeah, very. Dependable. Shout out Keenan Allen. Um, yep. but yeah, I agree, man. I think if they could get that shit rocking, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins can be a, a real, real problem duo in big the time. NFC. Big so time. This, I didn't think that this is who you were going to – I didn't think that you were going to go Herbert uh, Allen when Allen? you started off with Hopkins and uh, Murray. I thought you were going to give me some a different combo. Oh, like, like, Lamar, like Lamar Jackson and uh, – yeah, oh. nah, I thought you were going to go Allen Diggs. Uh, well, no, they're coming up. They're okay. coming up. Okay. They're coming yeah. up. They're coming up. But, yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, I, got, I just got Allen and Diggs higher up the list. So it was like – Fair enough. I don't Fair even enough. like I, – because I felt like – because when I looked at it, I'm like, this sounds well, cool. Stephon Diggs' numbers were, like, absurd last year, right? Yeah, like they, yeah, yeah. We'll, like we'll 100, we'll, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to him. We'll get to him. Yeah, 127 yeah, yeah. catches. Yeah, yeah, Never like mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. I, I didn't want to just I, – I wanted to give, you know, a, a little bit of a think about it. So, it's tough. This, this is an interesting one. NFL duos. Let's, let, let's go down to Tampa. Let's go, let's go Tampa, Tom Brady, and Chris Godwin. Godwin, okay. Or Dak and CD Lamb. CD gave my cell phone back, Lamb. CD gave my cell phone back. <laughs> nice. Yes, sir. <laughs> With the pearly white. Yes, Shout sir. Out Shout out CD. CD's <laughs> been having a big ass camp. Yeah. He's been watching Hard Knocks too. He's uh he showed you CD is is gonna have a big big year in my player, opinion. For player. Sure. Uh, I think Amari Cooper takes a step back as well, and CD gets a lot of those looks. I think CD's gonna have a big year. Um. But hey, Thomas Tom. Yeah. Chris Godwin is very good. Very good. But they're loaded over there. They're so loaded. You a lot of people. Saying? A lot of people over there need to catch passes. And you're gonna have a full year of AB now. Um yo, I wouldn't be surprised AB fuck around and come out and have 115 catches. I'm not even kidding. Good. Yeah. Depending I like on what they, I, depending I, what they I, want to do. Yeah. I, I could see him and Tom having a whole little off season and being like, yeah, let's get let's let's get back to vintage AB. And and AB going ballistic. I was talking with my guy the other day about that whole AB saga. Like I so much has happened with COVID and since then that like I kind of forgot like the whole AB Raiders saga as far as the the Cairo Cairo the Chamber, the helmet, remember the helmet? The helmet, the feet. <laughs> Dog, it's crazy, bro. <laughs> oh my gosh! Shout out AB, and then he, he, all of it turned into a Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl championship, and a, a touchdown in the Super Bowl for him. Yeah. I'm gonna go uh, Dak and CD, okay? Because I think there's gonna be more opportunity there. I think if Dak's healthy, which is a big if, I, I've told you guys, read the tea leaves. Why are we still talking about his health? It's too close. Uh, I know they said the other day that he is going to be cleared for week one, which I never want to hear that my quarterback is cleared for week one because that means that there was an issue to begin with. So I'm right. again, read the tea leaves. Um. <laughs> so I'm telling you, that situation is not good. They're gonna be cortisone in the fuck out of deck. Um yeah. I think there's just more opportunity for, for greatness there. I think when you look at Tampa, Tom's gonna be spreading it around as he should. I don't think he's gonna lock in on Godwin. And Godwin's not even the number one number one. It's it's Mike Evans. So um right. I think, yeah, and I I got no that I was CD trying Lamb's to I was trying to balance it a little <laughs> and bit. CD Lamb's the number two because Amari right. Cooper's the number one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think CD Lamb's gonna have a huge year, man. I think that if, if they're healthy, that offense is gonna be rolling. You know what they're capable of doing when Dak's healthy. They put up crazy numbers. Um, their issues are not on the offensive side of the ball, it's on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that that's gonna be a very opportunistic offense. Whereas Tom is gonna be a little bit more just you know, spread it around, a little more conservative. They have a strong run game too. Um, I think Tampa's just Real gonna be blown. Strong. 
I think Tampa's just gonna be blowing folks out all year if you really want to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I said no, when you no, return no Super Bowl hangover. When you 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 could be an average team and return 22 starters, and it gives you a huge, huge leg up the next year. You're talking about the Super Bowl champions returning 22 starters. That just doesn't happen in the NFL. It doesn't happen. The continuity is in, in any sport, when you return the same group of guys it, 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 or girls, it's gonna it's gonna give you some level of continuity and knowing everybody's on the same page, especially when you won, especially when you have the leadership of Tom Brady. Why did all those guys take less money to come back? Because they want to play with Tom. Man, I'm going to go ahead and just take a couple more rings um, yeah. on the way out, right? So, yeah, I think I think that they're going to spread it around a little more. I'm going with the CD and Dak on that one. I'm excited to see CD with the quarterback. Obviously, he was robbed of that last year playing with Dalton and Danucci. <laughs> Danucci. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think you hit it on the head. I think, Doc, think about it, man. We're talking about Gronk. We're talking about A.B. We're talking about Mike Evans. I didn't want to just give you the layup and put Tom. Who's the, with, white, who's the white dude they had last year that was nice? The white boy in the slot. Talking about the, oh, talking about the dude that ate up Green Bay? Yeah, what was, what's his name? He's, he's nice. Nice. <laughs> I, don't, I actually don't remember his name. I, his I know name is Brandon or some shit. Like I know. That. I know they thought it was so sweet. sweet. I know. I know the Packers thought it was sweet, and yeah. they, they let my man release free. And he was busting and it was six. Ass. Yeah, it was key there. It was all over him. Um, but yeah, give me Dak and CD as well. I think Dak, like I said, I think CD's gonna have a big year. I think them together, both of them are gonna put up big, big numbers. And I just like their. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna rock with their flair a little more. I'm a big fan of Dak. That's very well-known uh i like cd swagger scotty miller scotty miller yeah scotty miller yeah, yeah. Uh, busted the ass busted the ass yeah <laughs> super bowl bound um so yeah i i like uh i like dak i like cd i like cd swagger so give me give me dak and cd over tom and godwin but godwin and tom will, could, could could do some things but i think as a duo cd and dak will, will, will put up better numbers all right i like it Let's keep it moving. I like this. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I got two more, two more matchups. All right, here goes your boy. This is the Buffalo Bills. Oh, and shout out the Buffalo Bills because another thing is Goodell just came out and said, I want to keep the Bills in Buffalo, but I want to get them a new building as well. It'd be a damn shame to take that team out of yeah. that city. It'd be a yeah. damn shame. I get I get there's the allure of what like Toronto they're talking and all these other bigger, bigger, glitzier cities, but the Buffalo Bills support the shit out of their ball club and have for a very, very long time. Like Bills Mafia is a real thing. Like, yeah, let those people have their club, man. At some point you gotta like I mean, like, yo, put the money, like, yo, I get yeah, it. Yeah, you can't put money just, for it. Yeah, but damn, those man. folks deserve their team, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. For real. All right, here we go. Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. MVP Josh Allen. <laughs> Yo, hey. I, hey. No problem. Hey. hey and, he, little, and, he got, and he got paid. Little future plus 1,200. Yeah, Josh Is that Allen. what it is? Yeah, yeah, I got a little bit. I got a sprinkle. Plus 1,200 for the MVP? Yeah. Why I did think, you not? Oh, my God. Why I did you not Mahomes, tell me this? I think it's Mahomes plus 500, Rodgers plus 1,000, Josh Allen plus 1,200. That's excellent value. Russell Wilson Allen. plus 1,400. I think that, that is, is the top four. Excellent value for 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 Josh Allen. Remember, if the if the Chiefs are like thirteen and one or some shit, Mahomes ain't playing the last two games. Andy Reid sits, folks. That's what he does. Yeah, it's, uh, he's. I don't think he's always gonna, has. They, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they won't be thirteen and one. But anyway, Josh Allen, and Stephon Diggs, or you have a guess on who this is going to be? Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, or 
Russell Wilson and uh, DK Metcalf. Hey, Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. Who do you got? NFL duos. Who would you rather have right now? Or just for whatever reason, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Russell Wilson, or DK Metcalf? Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. They're just the pinnacle right now, huh? It's, it's He had 120. Stephon Diggs had 63 catches in 2019 for 1,000-something yards. In 2020, he had 127 catches. He had <laughs> double double the amount of catches by switching his quarterback and going to play with Josh Allen. They made fireworks. That Buffalo offense was incredible all year. We always thought about them as a defensive team and a developing quarterback. Well, boy, did he develop last year and turned into something, and you got him the perfect player. Talk about a general manager, and I, we talked about it a lot last year, but general manager and head coach that understand what they want to do. Hey, we got Josh Allen. We're developing this guy. Stephon Diggs is out there on the market. I don't give a fuck what it costs. Go out there and get Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Get some so help. We can make, go get him some help. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. A That's prime how we time. make it happen. Yeah, a prime time receiver is available. Yeah. yeah, get him for me. Yeah. Um, and I love DK and Russ. I think that that thing kind of fell off towards the end of the year, as the Seattle Seahawks did. Um, Lamar Lamar Jackson on line one for a prime time receiver. Yeah, real talk. He's like, hey, how about me? Um, <laughs> so yeah, and great great point, right? It's like if you're Buffalo, what the fuck have y'all been doing for three years? Go get this man a prime time receiver. It definitely makes a difference. Um, I don't think you build start. You don't think you start building with the receiver, right? But when you talk about that cherry on the top, get that prime time receiver, and the, you saw what that happened with Buffalo. I think Buffalo is going to absolutely run away with that division this year. You cannot say the same for the Seahawks, but I think Buffalo is going to fucking win that division by week six. Um, if yo, if you guys remember, two years ago, Buffalo's defense was crazy, crazy, and then the last year. The offense was crazy. Defense fell off. They added a couple heads. Mm-hmm. I think they might they might come out and be super balanced because the offense is definitely not going off, anywhere. Yeah, and the quarterback's and, only getting better. If they could get the D sorted even to even to like three quarters of what it was two years ago, they're gonna be fucking tough. Yeah. So yeah. Very, very tough. So yeah, I'm going with I'm going with Diggs and Allen. Um, I just think that combination. And again, he's the perfect receiver for Josh Allen. Josh Allen has a massive arm. Josh Allen's arm strength is is elite tier, right? And Stephon Diggs' separation is elite. So throw yeah. it up. It's pitch and catch. I'm going to tell you this, too. Buffalo is going to throw that thing. All day. And they're going to throw that thing early, and they're going to throw that thing often. So Confidently, it, too. It, it, yeah, it's tough to, to go against those two dudes. I do love Russ. I'm a big Russ fan, especially on the field. Not so much off the field. And when I really? say and when I say what? off the field, well, no, oh, listen, a hot take. no, no, listen. And when I say off the field, I don't mean that he's like a, he's a great dude. I love what he does, but he's just not my two corn hawks. He, yeah, he's like a, he's like a super. He's like a. I think he's kind of even to the point. I think he's a little fake. You think I, it's I, fake, really? I, I think I think to the you point think behind closed doors, Russ Wilson, like us. I think it's <laughs> I think it's too sponsor corporate perfect guy i i, I, I listened to his podcast and i kind of got that feeling like it's this wasn't like russ wilson shooting the shit it yes. was like russ wilson being russ wilson yeah it's like you know what i'm saying yeah you feel me like i there's i don't get a lot of authenticity from him i think he's very careful about everything he says and what he does and everything is planned out and meticulous 
So that's what I mean when I say I don't love Russ off the field because I don't think he keeps it 100. I think he's very corporate-driven, sponsors, sponsors, go Hawks, go Hawks. It's like a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, and I agree with that. I think the one thing I give Russ credit for is uh, Future was talking shit, talking about Buddy shouldn't be around my kids and all that. And Russ, Russ in classic Russ fashion posted a picture of Instagram of him, Sierra, and baby Future on the ski slopes saying, I love my family. With yeah, his arm around Future's kid, and then and then little Future be out on the field with there's, Russell there's, Wilson jerseys hey, on. There's levels, shit. bro. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. But no, no, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. It can get kind of corny, but at the same time, man, like you know, hey, hey, I I get hey, it. Get your I bag. You, right? I guess he would have to ask him who people that know him, like yo, what is this? like if you're sitting down having a bar at the drink at the bar with Russ, like does he start getting raw? Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah, so I, I I I can rock with that. Um, real quick, just on Josh Allen, man, 2019. 58% of his passes completed, 20 touchdowns, 9 picks. One year later, 70% of his passes completed, 37 touchdowns and 10 picks. So it, it, the trajectory is crazy. Progress. He's only going to get better. Um, and you remember how much we clowned that pick. We clowned that pick. I'm like, yeah, who is this guy? I wasn't guy? a believer. Who is this guy? What is yeah. this? I wasn't a believer. He, dude, I think his senior year at Wyoming, he, uh, he completed the ball like 50, eight times. No, bro, he completed like 51% like of his passes or something yeah. crazy. I'm like, yeah, it was bro. like six touchdowns. Like they didn't yeah. even run, they throw the ball that much. And I was like, I, no, thanks. It's crazy how you see that out of this, though. Someone's like, you know, it, but wait, there's something like, what do you see? No, but this is the thing, man. You get him, you get a guy in the right system. You get the guy some talent. And but you got to get him there, though. Like, where, right. what do you see in Wyoming tape on Josh Allen that's like, wow, I see a first-round pass. You see, a, you see an athletic dude with a ma- with a big arm. You just see some throws. That's like, hey, and no, then you're that. like, yo, I can, I can mold this guy into what he needs to be. And that's what right. um, my man has done. I can't remember his name. Um, McDermott. McDermott. No, he's phenomenal. Elite. He's been He's been phenomenal. You want to talk about – yo, you want to talk about um, – and he's, a, he's an offensive guy. Or is, is he, he – d- I, Sean McDermott, I, I'll look it up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah look, look it up. I want to say, is. I want to say, he his background is defense, but he's still plugging shit the right way. You want to talk about? Yeah, he's a line. He's a defensive guy. Yeah, he's a defensive guy, that, and that's why that squad was so crazy. The, like the first, second, or first year he was there. Yeah, but you want to talk about who's the, who? The fuck is calling the offense for Buffalo then? Oh, Brian Dable is his name. Yes. Okay, that sounds. Hey, yeah. buddy, buddy is a uh, yeah. Not not mythical. Yeah, not mythical. I don't know why he's not getting the job uh, right. somewhere, but like he will, he will, he will get a job soon. That dude is nice, Brian Dable. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, yeah man. Uh, shout out to look, look, hey, look, hey. And I'm gonna tell you this, man. If you guys don't remember, the Chiefs, the Chiefs weren't blowing motherfuckers out last year, especially no. in the second half. They no. were winning close games. It was coming down to the wire. Let let Buffalo win the AFC. And by, by win AFC, I mean get home field advantage. Problem. A, man. And you don't want to go there in December. I'll tell no, you what they right don't now. Go to, you they don't, don't want to go to Buffalo, New York in December. No, but I'm saying right. And and they don't. And I don't got to go to I don't got to go to Arrowhead. Yeah. Cool. Win win. Yeah. Let's you guys go. come up here and bring your coat. Right. <laughs> we got a real shot to win some shit. They really could. That's a good point. Um, I think the Chiefs got better over the offseason. I think that I think the Chiefs did what the Bears didn't do, which was address their biggest need, the offensive line. Yeah. Um, they added in, they got Kyle Long. You know how I feel about Kyle Long, but they also made the trade for uh Buddy from uh the Ravens, the offensive tackle. Yeah, uh, the lead offensive Brown. tackle. Brown. Yeah, Orlando um, Brown. Orlando Brown. Yeah. yeah, lead offensive tackle. So yeah. hey, oh wow, if they can 
you know, I don't want to get started. But yeah, so yeah. I think that they might be a little bit better. But yeah, Buffalo's on the way, man. AFC's they're gonna be gonna interesting. Be tough. Very they're gonna be tough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're gonna be tough. All right. Um, you know, shout, the out, last shout year. out Leslie Frazier, defensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills. Shout Les out Frazier, Les Frazier. Legend. Yeah, well, shout out Les Frazier, man. For yeah. real. <laughs> for real, for real. And and he let the Bears get a couple wins and he was in Minnesota. So yeah, yeah shout yeah. out Les Frazier for sure. <laughs> um yo, there's only four left. And you, right. you probably know them. But I'm gonna give it to you. NFL duos, who would you rather have? AR twelve, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, or the Phenom, Patrick Mahomes and Cheetah. And Sheeta, the peace sign, he's no longer doing the peace sign. Why not? Um, I guess I don't know. They is said it, he, he, I it think up? uh no no no. I think uh I think Andy Reid told Tyreek Hill he can the the peace sign is retired, don't you can't do it anymore, some shit like that. I don't know. That's what I heard. But NFL duos, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, or Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, who you got? Ooh, that bit oh. spicy, dog. <laughs> that's a that's a tough matchup. Devontae I know who Adams I'm taking. Catches so many touchdown passes, it's unbelievable. I know who I'm taking. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes and the Cheetah. Why? Because I've seen uh, what was it? Was it in the playoffs last year or whatever? I think we, we we talked about it a lot in the podcast. Yeah, he's he's actually unguardable. Like you can't scheme for Tyreek Hill. You you he's unguardable. He's yeah. just open. Open all the time. It reminds me. Remember with Devontae Smith last year with Alabama in some of those games? And was it the national championship game? It's like, yo, this guy's just open. He's wide open. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I know your home game plan is to stop yeah. him, but he's just consistently wide open. That's how I feel about Hill because all it takes is one little wiggle and he goes left and he's open right there. And Mahomes is able to hit him. And this is this is the most pro Mahomes Hill thing and not anti Rodgers. Adams, it's like six and one half dozen in the other, right? Like you're good either way. Um, obviously, two different types of players between Hill and uh, and Adams, but yeah, I'm taking Tyreek, man. You can just do too much with him. Give Give me Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I knew, yeah, I knew he was going there. I've never seen a connection. I don't. I don't want to say never, but the connection that those two buddies Manning, have. Manning Harrison's the best connection of all time. <laughs> yeah. Manning in '88, excuse me. Manning in '88. <laughs> Manning in '88. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. First of all, Devontae Adams is a is a I, the numbers are special on Devontae Adams. Yo, Devontae Adams is a real fucking beast, dog. Catches a lot of touchdowns. He's a real monster. His hands are some of the best in the league. He's strong with the ball in the air. He catches everything. And him when him and Aaron Rodgers are on the same wavelength, it's a first down. Period. I think you could have – there's a lot – there's been a lot of games, not a lot of games, but there's been games where I've seen – now, he, they might be getting blitzed in other spots with Travis Kelsey and uh, Hardman and all that, but I've seen Tyreek Hill get boxed up a little bit. When I see Aaron Rodgers lock in on Devontae Adams and give him 18, 19 targets, he's not getting boxed up, bro. That's it. He's going to have nine, ten catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. Bro, the guy catches a touchdown every fucking game. Every game he has a touchdown. If you're a defensive coordinator, who are you, who are you more scared of, Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill? Who well, keeps you up at night? Well, I think scared, you'd have to you'd have to go Cheetah Hill, right? Just because, like... The ball's in his hands. What, what, yeah, and it's just like the one-hit ability of... Devontae is just going to kill you slowly. Yeah, a, Cheetah. 
15. Cheetah might hit you for 75. And yeah, like, right, yep, exactly. Good. That's so all I, I need to do here. I think that, that, that strikes a little more fear. But Devontae Adams, here's 17. Here's 12. Here's 8. And here's the touchdown. Third and six. Here's seven. 18 touchdowns last year in 16 games. So Th- third and 11. Here's 12. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, man. I Give me Aaron Rodgers and Devontae. And like you said, this is more of a pro pro Rodgers Adams than mm-hmm. a, a slight at Mahomes and Cheetah. But I think you can box up Cheetah more than you can box up Devontae. He's going to. That's fair. Death by a thousand cuts. Sure. That boy Devontae is a beast. What give me give me his whole line? Pull up his whole line and pull up Cheetah's whole line. So yeah, Devontae Adams last year. Hold on, I got it up right here. I mean, the numbers were special. Devontae Adams, 115 receptions, 1374 yards, and 18 touchdowns. 18 touchdowns is, is absurd. It's crazy. Um Cheetah, 87 receptions, 1276 yards, and a 15 touchdowns. Uh, longest well, wait, pass, how, about 75 yards. So, wait, he had 87 catches and 1,200 yards? Yeah. Yeah. 1,300 so yards. Yeah. That's 15, yards, 15 yards a catch. 15 yards whereas, a catch. Whereas Devontae Adams is 12. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing with Cheetah. Like, yeah, Devontae Adams, you're right. But those numbers kind of show you, like, Devontae Adams has 30 more catches, right? He's going to do it more of like, a, like, I like a death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. Whereas Cheetah's just, I mean, but he's no. still 87 catches, a lot of catches, five catches per ball game. Um, but his is just those long ones that are demoralizing. Like you, you, you watch your right. defense just fall. You know what I mean? Like, where's he at? Right. Um. Yeah. And I just like him, man. I like the confidence. I like the the, the cheetah you like moniker. Cheetah? Yeah. yeah. And I like Mahomes. You know. Yeah. 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 No, I feel it. Yo, and speaking because I was in Kansas City, I was gonna drive by uh, Arrowhead just to go take a look, and it was the opposite direction. I was like, fuck it, I'm going home. Like oh, I didn't, I like I didn't, bro. I, I want to catch a game there. That's a spot we need to catch a game. Yo, we could. Yo, I got a guy that works for the Chiefs. If you want to make the trip, we can go anytime. Oh, yeah. I, pick- I know, I know people in KC too, man. I, okay. I, I used to. That's what, that was the old work mothership. I know all the. I know the spots. So we can go to KC. Let's okay. do it. No, yeah, we could pick. Uh, a game we should go and, to KC. Yeah, yeah, we could pick a game and go. Uh, anytime. We just got to pick a game and get out there. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Shout out. Uh, shout out, Kansas City. Yeah, but give me Devontae Adams and, I, and and Aaron Rodgers, and I think and I think they're they're gonna have another special year, and then they're both gonna fucking leave. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. <laughs> so I'm excited about that as well. So we're gonna leave together too. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. I think they might try we're to go to Denver. Well, it all depends on the bread, but you know, you know how yeah. that goes. But um, I think the bread is a little more important for Devontae than uh, Aaron. Yeah. Yo, any before we move off this, any honorable mentions on duos with running backs like Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins? We you know what we're, we'll, we'll talk about. Yeah, let's we'll, get the, we'll, let's talk about running backs another time. And we'll, let's talk defenses too. I think we can do this with some defenses too. Okay, yeah, you talking about Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey type combos? Yeah, or just like what defense would you rather have? Like, yeah, right. something, yeah, we figure it out. I like that though. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, let's uh, let's give a quick. A quick couple minutes on the Bears because I have this Orlovsky clip that uh, you passed along. It was just announced as we're live here on No Catch Up. I got a I saw a tweet come over the line from Adam Schefter. Bears head coach Matt Nagy said this morning that Justin Fields will start Saturday versus the Titans and play roughly two quarters. He should play four. No, he yeah. shouldn't. But yeah, well, I, I'll tell you. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. But yeah. Okay, yeah, so let's, you know, let's let's talk about it. Bears Bears at home get smoked out by the Bills, but Andy Dalton looks like Andy Dalton. This is the thing. Yo, is this a shock? And, yo, breaking news. Andy Dalton looks like Andy Dalton. 
like as, as he has for the last yo, 12 for years. The, for the last fucking 10 years. I mean, he's yo, don't get me wrong. Andy Dalton has some solid years. He went yeah. to a couple Pro Bowls. He has a lot of Bengals records. Hey, that last a, year I would have taken Andy Dalton for the second half of the year. That was a long time ago. Things have changed this year. That was a long time ago. A long time ago. So, yo, give us uh yo, and great I, years. Yeah, and I almost hate great as a stretch, but I solid years. Yeah, solid years. Good yeah, years. Right, okay. Above serviceable. Yeah, yeah, it's above serviceable. Yeah, oh, and the then yo, lost, it, it, but, yeah. my dog, go look at the playoff numbers. Some of the worst fucking yeah. playoff games you've ever seen in your life. Isn't that like, Mar- it's like Marvin Lewis, like 0 for 11 in the playoffs. Dog, if you want to look at some playoff numbers, yeah, go look at Andy really Dalton's playoff numbers. They are fucking horrendous. Really bad. Um, so let's talk about it real quick because yo, I'm gonna be honest with you, quick. I don't like talking about this subject because it's, it's it's a fucking mute point. Yeah. There's there's absolutely no conversation here. But these are the thoughts Dan Orlovsky laid it out on Get Up yesterday about the Justin Fields, Andy Dalton situation. Here's Dan Orlovsky. Patrick Mahomes was plenty good enough, but he sat behind Alex Smith for a bit as he sat and learned. Not every quarterback has that luxury. And I think in this situation, Justin Fields does. I would sit there as a coach and go, I can help a bad offensive line more than I can help a bad quarterback. As a coach, I can sit there and, and scheme up to help a bad offensive line. Quick game, RPOs, utilization of the run game, utilization of the quarterback run with the young athletic quarterback, max protection, play action pass, change the launch point. I can do all those things as a coach to help a bad offensive line, which the Chicago Bears have. I can't do that much as a coach to help a bad quarterback. And that's another reason why Justin Fields should be the starting quarterback. And the last thing I'll say is this. We need to remove ourselves a little bit from the archaic thought process that quarterbacks need to come in, sit, and learn. This is not 2005 anymore. These kids have grown up in seven-on-sevens, private coaching. They are so much more advanced than guys like me who came in in 2005 were. They don't need to sit and listen or learn anymore. They need to get on the field and play. All these guys should be playing, Justin Fields being the leader of that. Acho's Acho sucks. Um, yeah, <laughs> he hit it right in the head. So I think, and prior to that clip, he had said something. We'll talk about that in a minute. But just based on what he said, man, he hit it right on the head. Like you can scheme. My biggest concern, and you watch, you watch these Bears preseason games. You watched last year. We knew about it all throughout the offseason. We talked about it last week. This offensive line is truly, truly bad, and it was bad before folks started getting hurt, right? Like, it was bad, and then the guys that you had in there who weren't any good got hurt. And now you're talking about taking guards and moving them to tackle, signing 39-year-old guys off the street. And I love Jason Peters. I know he was a Hall of Famer, but he's 39 years old and, and, and really at the end of his career. You draft offensive linemen with back issues that never even put on a Bears uniform or a set of shoulder pads since they've been drafted by the organization. But I say all that to say I think Orlovsky is 100% right. You can try to scheme away from that, do stuff quick. Rely on his athleticism, the RPOs. Whatever that looks like as a head coach, you should be able to scheme away from that. But you cannot scheme bad quarterback play. You can't You can't make up for the fact that your quarterback cannot get it done. And Andy Dalton cannot get it done. Justin Fields needs to be starting for this team. Now, what he said prior to all that that I thought was kind of interesting is he doesn't necessarily believe that it's Nagy's decision. He thinks that the organization – Pretty remember, much said, remember what I fucking told you? Remember what I said? I said, he said the organization week. pretty much told him, like, hey, our offensive line is shit. You're not throwing him out there and getting him killed. Because I think that if Nagy is, is coaching for his job, obviously, right? And Nagy knows in his heart of hearts 
that the person who should be starting is Justin Fields. He wants to throw Justin Fields out there. I think he's 100% handcuffed. He's on the chopping block. He's not going to do anything to rock the boat, like start the quarterback that he wants to. Um, and this isn't some pro naggy argument, but I really do think that he has been told no matter what, you cannot line up Justin Fields week one against the LA Rams. Remember what I told you? I said that last week. You disagree with me. And you, and you, yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought it would be his decision. Yeah, yeah. And I the think way- that's, I think that's a big factor, bro. And you know what? This, you could take this all the way back to last year when he brought Nick Foles on in the middle of the game against Atlanta when he took Trubisky out. That's what they wanted. Because that's what he wanted to do, and he's like, man, I'm not waiting till after the game, so I got to go fucking talk to Ryan Pace or whoever else and explain why I think Nick Foles should be playing. Right. Here you go. Here, it's the second quarter. It's the third quarter. Here you go. Fuck this. Now, yeah. now, y'all can't what, – what are y'all going to do now? Fire me? Yeah. yeah fire, me right. fire me in the middle of the game? Like, <laughs> yeah. no. Nah, here's Nick Foles, right? That's the same idea I have with this. And that's why I, I even tweeted this yesterday. I said, every time I hear Matt Nagy on the mic, he is he sounds like a bunch of fucking garbage. I never hear him say anything where I'm like, yeah, I like that. Or, yeah, okay, I, I hear where you're coming from, Matt. What was he talking about? We need to evaluate, we need to evaluate Andy uh, Dalton. Andy Dalton has like 150 bro, career starts. <laughs> it's always some bullshit. We need to see Nagy. Uh, we need to see Dalton in the regular season. No, the fuck you don't. You have seen it. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why I every time I hear him talk, or just like the way he moves around, and he doesn't—he never seems like he's in control of shit. So is that necessarily his fault, or you think at this point he's full on puppet, not doing what he wants to do, right? Just like last year when See, he had to play Mitch, and, he, and we all know that he didn't really want to. Um, like, it, it, can you blame him then in that situation? Like, what's he supposed to do? I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate. Like, what's yeah, he no, to do? If mean, he's told, like, hey, it doesn't – Justin Fields can come out and throw 40 touchdowns in the preseason, he's not starting. Like, I, and I do believe that. I do believe that a lot of it has to come back to the offensive line. Whereas if I'm Nagy, I'm saying, well, hold on. That's not my fucking problem. The offensive line sucks. That's that guy's problem. That guy didn't fucking get us any linemen. Our offensive line sucked last year. It was terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. So if you mean to tell me the Super Bowl runner-ups who are up against the cap and have a quarterback making $50 million a year can go out and get a left tackle number one, but we can't, and all you can do is draft a guy. I, 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 I'm, and we're going off on a tangent here, but I, I, this fucking Tevin Jenkins thing, it's classic Bears shit. Drafting offensive linemen with injury history that never fucking get right. This guy is 22 with a back issue. He has not practiced yet, and he just had back surgery. Apparently, the back don't heal like that. Rumor, rumor has it that they the the medical was kind of botched. They didn't do the medical history. Well, they, they said they, that this dude was first top ten talent, top fifteen talent, but went in the second round. What does that tell you? That someone outside Look of us was said, was, "No, this boy's gonna need back surgery in three weeks." <laughs> <laughs> I I pass. You can't you can't block anybody from the fucking operating table. I pass. And it's not the kid's fault, but you yeah. draft these guys with bogus medicals, man. Just listen, man. That shit doesn't – backs, knees, necks, that shit lingers. Not even knees, but backs, necks, those those parts of the body, they linger. They're, they're, it's, not, it's not the type of shit – feet, you don't want to fuck around with those type of injuries on <laughs> offensive linemen. Back? A back? So that – so yo, I agree. And that, so that's what I'm saying. I think every time I hear Matt on the mic, he's it's a bunch of bullshit nonsense. 
I don't think he makes the calls like you think he does. That's what I was saying last yeah, week. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. And when Norlovsky said that, I 100% agree. Like, I think you're right. Yeah. So, it's not his choice. So, um, yeah, this is a mute point for me. Obviously, the best quarterback is Justin Fields, and they can throw out Andy Dalton, and I will just shrug our shoulders and complain about it, but that's well, what it looks like it's going to be. To me, it also brings up another question, though, Low. If you're the Bears, so how do the Bears view this year, then? Is this a year that they're expecting well, bro. to compete for a, well, But, look, seriously, is this uh, a year that they're expecting <laughs> to compete for a playoff spot, or are you trying to develop, or are you in the middle? Like, where do you view yourselves? Because I'm trying the, to figure out is, what they expect out of this year. Bro, this is the issue. Pace thinks Dalton can go to the playoffs. You understand me? He gave him $10 million. He thinks Andy Dalton is good enough to get us back to the playoffs where we had no business being last year. Mm-hmm. He thinks Dalton is good enough to get us to the playoffs. So it's like, hey, we'll play Dalton. And uh, we, need to, we need to see Dalton in our system. That's why he's going to play. And then if you know what's going to happen, Dalton's going to play. He's going to suck. And then they're going to succumb to the pressure. And then Fields will play. It's always been a half-wasted year. It was a half-wasted year when they brought these motherfuckers back in the first place. You know how many people I've heard? You know how many, you know how many coaches and GMs have had the second opportunity to draft a quarterback? There's, I, I don't even know any. I, I can't pick any. Where a, a quarterback or a, a coach and a GM fucking sm- smoke off well, the the Trubisky situation as bad as they did, and then you get another. They just don't exist. Well, so, whoa, 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 whoa! They don't exist to, at the chance to have a, to draft a second quarterback. Well, let's not even just talk about the fact that you have now signed three quarterbacks to big money deals. You signed Matt Glenn, Mike, Mike, Matt Glennon, whoever the fuck he is, the guy with the neck, to a big money deal. <laughs> you traded for Foles and gave him money, and you gave Andy Dalton ten million. <laughs> so you've had five bites at the quarterback apple. And they've, they've all been bad. They've all been bad. And then you get a miracle. Well, we don't know if the fifth one's bad or not. We, we, we're assuming Justin Fields is going to be good. But four out of five of them have no, not no, worked out. But, I, but, I'm, yo, but I'm saying even Fields is a – Fields is – you you just – you It's a miracle, yeah. It's legit a miracle. And you traded more draft capital to move up. Yeah, so it's, it's like all these, all these mistakes, it's just like it, – it's trading more draft capital to fix another mistake. This is the same conversation we always end up having about Ryan Pace. But it's the truth. And Matt – it's the truth about Matt Nagy for me. So we'll see what happens, but this is, I don't want to talk about this anymore because it's, it's a mute point. Justin Fields is a better football player right now than Andy Dalton, period, point blank. That's who should be playing quarterback. I don't give a fuck about anything else. Play the best players, play the best quarterback, and get the young QB reps. He's going to be the quarterback, hopefully, for the next 12, 13, 14 years. Go get him reps right now today, period. Let's move on to uh, DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan, shout out Gilly, man. That's one of my favorite favorite personalities, favorite hoopers, Agent Zero, Gilly, uh, Gilbert Arenas. DeMar DeRozan was on uh, Gilbert Arenas' podcast with uh, King Josiah. Shout out King Josiah. I'm going to holler at him, try to get him on the pod. Um, but shout out King Josiah. He was on there. King Josiah and Gilbert Arenas essentially welcomed DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan shows a lot of love for Zach Levine, um, Lonzo Ball, this is a two-minute clip, but I'm going to play it for you guys, and I want to—I want you to hear exactly what Demar said. Here's Demar Derozan on uh, Gilbert Arenas' podcast talking about Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine playing in the backcourt. 
Looking at Levine, like what, what excites you the most about being able to play with those guys and that three-headed monster? Um, one, Alonzo, he hasn't fully blossomed into his potential. You know, um, his IQ on the court is is it's incredible. You know, um, him being a point guard general that he is, his tendencies on the floor is amazing. You know, and it's just been a rocky few years of him coming to the lead and now finally, you know, being compensated, knowing where you're going to be, somebody believing in you. Now you can kind of like feel free and really be yourself, you know. So with him being out, being there, that opened it up. And like I said, with Zach, it's, you know, he just played on Olympic team. I know the confidence you leave from Olympic team, you know, after you play with just being around those guys, which you carry over to that following season is it's incredible. You know, you, you have more of a winning mentality, work ethic. You know, you really want to get after it, you know, because you feel like you belong. And him being a part of that, knowing what that's like and carrying that over to the season, it's like, I can't even beat that. You and Zach, that's going to be, that's going to be a crazy combo, yeah. you know, when you think about it. Like, it's just going to be. Like, what, two and three? I mean, you, know, right, you yeah. try to figure, right. like, man. Like. And that's and that's exactly how I looked at it. You know what I mean? With such a question mark, with, with such a high ceiling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I knew as soon as I made that decision, it was going to be like, oh, to fit this. You know, the whole criticism that come with it. All the bullshit of people who say stuff that never play basketball. Mm -hmm. But for me, I looked at it as a dynamic challenge that could be something special. That definitely will be overlooked in the beginning, but it could turn into something that that wasn't expected, you know. And that was how I sat back and looked at it, you know. Um, especially for me, I'm I always thinking myself as, as a basketball fanatic. I watch everybody, you know, what I mean? everybody um, from the 15th man on the bench to, to the starters. That just been me my whole career. So watching him and seeing that opportunity be there, and just what you said, it was like me and Zach on the wing. Hi. How can this play out? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And it, and it becomes so intriguing to where it's like I, I couldn't turn down the opportunity. I love it. I love everything you said. Love it. I love everything you said. Love it. Let's start with the Lonzo Ball comments. How do you, like, I think that's a good point. I get to L.A. I got a lot of pressure on me. My dad's in the fucking media every day telling me I'm, the, I'm Magic Johnson and telling everybody that I'm going to be better than Magic Johnson. I get to L.A. I'm very uncomfortable. I get out of L.A. I get to New Orleans. Well, well, then LeBron shows up. Well, yeah, then LeBron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then LeBron shows up, and LeBron essentially doesn't want you on the squad. Yeah. Yep. So you get moved to New Orleans. And then you kind of find your way in New Orleans. And now you come to Chicago, you get paid. And like DeMar said, now you have a GM in the front office and a team that believes in you because they brought you here and paid you. Now you can play free. Do you 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 follow that? You line up. Yeah, I fully agree. With that? that I think Lonzo's situation, his first few years in the league, has not been ideal. Yeah, that LA situation was a disaster, tumultuous. Just just a disaster. Like you said, you're playing for your hometown. There was all the shit from his pops, but just even the basketball situation. Team was in transition, didn't know what they wanted to do. LeBron was coming, so it really didn't matter about the young guys anymore. They had that one year that they all played together. That LeBron pretty much halfway through was like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm." Not going to play the rest of this year because um, we're out of the playoffs. Yeah. And then they kind of trade everybody. You go to New Orleans. Everybody knows about the New Orleans situation. It's been read, it's been written about just a, another tumultuous situation. But obviously, you're not even a focal point. You're the third or fourth most important guy there. 
um, and you don't really get to grow. All the while, you're making improvements in your game. You become a better shooter. You become a better defender. You've kind of carved out a niche in this league. Um, I think coming to Chicago where it's like, man, finally somebody wants me. Like somebody wants Lonzo to come here. The Bears, the Bulls have wanted him forever. And now you're going to be playing with a vet like that. Like just hearing DeRozan talk, like that's the type of guy. And I think I put this in our group chat. Like, hey, are we not really paying attention to the veteran fact of DeRozan and the fact that he's been in great basketball situations around great organizations? He's played for the Toronto Raptors and he's played for the San Antonio Spurs. He has played in professional winning organizations that focus on player development so he's gonna bring that you know what i'm saying he's gonna bring that those experiences he's always played in good situations too playoff teams um deep runs in toronto he's made a couple playoffs with the spurs but that's just that spurs culture so like you know just that kind of influence and hearing him talk you see it right there so i 100 agree with what he said about lonzo i think lonzo it's kind of just waiting to bubble up beneath the surface man i think i'm still on lonzo lonzo island for sure i have been since he was drafted um, and I just think there's a lot of talent there. I don't think maybe he's not going to be the player that we thought he would be, but he's something. Um, so yeah, I agree with that. What are you? What are your takes on guys going to play for the Olympic squad and then coming back with a completely different mentality? Because it's not just DeRozan said that. I've heard that from everybody. Says Kevin it. Durant. Everybody yep. says that. Yeah. So I, what are your I, thoughts on that? A thousand percent, a hundred percent agree. If you, especially in the case of Zach Levine, who has really never played with anybody throughout his NBA career. All he's played on is bad teams with bad teammates. He has never been around, even as he's become elite, he has never been around elite players. He's never been around somebody else who's taught him how to be an elite player and how you should carry yourself as an elite player. I think the Durant stuff, it was clear. It was clear that Durant took him under his wing. Durant is always big up Zach. So I think when he had the chance to be around him, Durant saw him. He's like, yo, this is a guy, a young guy with a lot of talent that can take this league by the balls but probably doesn't really know how to navigate this situation. I'm going to take him under my wing. I'm going to teach him how to flex his power. I'm going to teach him how he should be moving, teach him how he should be moving in these buildings. I think they spent a lot of time together because Durant was kind of there in the Olympics. It's kind of like that old sage. And, yeah. and Levine was his guy that he took under his wing. But you're just around the greatness. You see how these guys prepare. And you get the feeling of winning. You kind of know what that looks like. Man, this is what basketball can be like when you're winning and you're playing the right way and we're, we're having right. fun like that, that experience is invaluable because now he's a winner. He's finally won something. He's never even won more than he's never been on a team above 500. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, for sure, man. I think that uh huge for Levine. I think it will be huge for Levine and he played a big role in that team. Even so. if it's just mentality and getting on motherfuckers ass, I think. Right. I and think you're coming back to a roster with guys who can hoop. Right, and I think because I think over his career, it's kind of been like, I'll get my twenty-seven and yes, go home. exactly. Like maybe even initially, it's like, okay, we got it, we got a chance to try to win some games. Then as the year goes on, it's like, nah, I'm about to just fill it up. Yeah, fuck all this other shit. <laughs> well, it's now it's like, no, nah, I'm a whole guy's accountable right. to be a leader, and like he he saw that in the Olympics, especially when the going got tough in that Olympics. You could tell by some of those interviews afterwards, those guys were listening to some of the criticism that they were getting. Oh, no so imagine, Yeah, so imagine what those practice. So he saw Draymond Green turn up the intensity. You know what I mean? He saw guys like that, like, get after it. He's like, oh, this is what it looks like when you are trying to go after something bigger than what you're currently doing. I yeah. think the Olympic experience is invaluable for Zach. I'm really sick of people shitting on a 26-year-old player who's still finding himself as if he can't learn how to win. I'm sorry. Look at the folks he's been playing with. Look at that situation last year when he was putting up 27 again. You got you had Wendell, who we talked about it, literally failed the body language assessment every game. Yeah. You have Laurie, who doesn't know who he is as a player. 
You had a bunch of guys. Kobe White still trying to figure out who he is as a player. So it's like, yeah, where do, who do you want Zach to elevate exactly? There was nobody there for him to elevate. Um, so I think By the now way, huh. this Laurie situation, let's let's go ahead and – What I is he doing? I don't know what's going on. He fucked that. himself. He's going to sign a qualifying deal and be back on the Bulls as the eighth man. And he's, and, and he's going to be a lame duck walking around. No one's going to well, talk to him. <laughs> when it's also going to be like if you're, if, you're, if you're the Bulls, it's like, well, where does he fit in now? Like we've kind of revamped this roster oh, to doesn't. where Laurie doesn't make sense and we're trying to build around Pat Williams. And they said that he went into free agency crazy asking for a ton of money you and just, just wasn't there. It dried up. And now he's he's one of the few, like, restricted free agents left, right? Like, he's got nothing. Yeah, He's can, got his qualifying offer, and that's it. Yeah, you can st- stick him in the corner. Yeah, I guess. But he's, like, what's he going to do, play 20, 25 minutes next year for the Bulls? Like, he, yeah. Nah, I don't think AK fucks with Buddy at all. Do you remember the clip when they, when AK was dapping up everybody going into the tunnel and he and just flat Lurie. out didn't yeah, dap up, yeah, Lori? Yeah, I'm fucking Like, get you. this fucking guy this out of here, That's fucking bro. bummed. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, yeah, that situation is interesting. But, nah, man, I... I am uh I have fully come around on this DeRozan thing, man. I think the natural thing is to look at these moves and find out and look at why they won't work. And with this one, there's a there's a ton of things you can look at that to not like. Yeah. But I think you were the one. I, I'll give you credit. You were like, "Yo, we've been asking for Hoopers. They are in the building now." Yeah. That's Billy's job to figure it out. Yeah. Yo, hundred percent. And I'm just like, "Yo, am I concerned about the D? Sure. Sure. Am I concerned about you know how this offense is going to flow? Sure. Um, but are you concerned about the talent? No. No. Yeah, we added Hoopers. <laughs> we added real two real life Hoopers. Yeah. Well, I'm not talking about Justin Holiday on an eight million dollar deal. Oh, we got yeah. no, 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 no. Rolo. We got Rolo, yeah, yeah. Rolo. we got we got actual <laughs> ball players now. Ball players. So that that that's it, and that's all. We're gonna run out Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Pat Williams, and Vucevic. Let's and see what happens. And see and see what we need to how we need to adjust it and what we need to do, and I'm looking forward to it. So we'll leave it there. And if you look at where that roster was and what they've turned it into, and I get you. It's know, insane. These, and someone talked – I think Edder was talking about this first-round pick thing is kind of mythical because like 8% of these dudes actually end up working out. And your roster is certainly not built That's through first-round draft That's picks. That's the pick, man, EJ. Yeah, yeah. Like your roster's just not – NBA rosters aren't built through first-round draft picks. Sorry, I hate to break it to you. Yeah. Um, unless you're like Golden State who, who happened to hit on a bunch in a row. Um. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't work out. Yeah, that and way. then have like, the best shooter of all time. And then, yeah, 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 like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you hit on a second round guy who ended up being one of the best defensive players of all time. Like, yeah. like it's a great strategy. You can, you can cross your fingers and hope that it happens, or yeah. you can bring talent into the fucking building, which yeah. is what these guys did because they looked out on that court at the Advocate Center and said, "There's just no talent out here." Yo, literally, no AK looked at the squad and was like, "Yo, these what dudes are tr- what? What's going on? What is this? Who is this? Who are these? Who guys? are these guys? Yeah, how are we gonna win games with these like, guys? Yeah. Who's this coach yeah. that we have here? This, this guy's a clown talking about yeah. bulls across the chest. This is this is this is a clown show. This is Barnum and <laughs> Bailey's. This is Barnum. He showed up. He said, "This is Barnum and Bailey's. Where's my popcorn? This is real a joke. shit. Real shit. So shout out AK. Uh, shout out Demar Derozan. I love the way he was talking." Oh, I he, love it. He, he he seems to be very confident that it can work out. And Level what makes me feel event. good about that is like, hey, he said everything, but I'll have no problem deferring to Levine when I, when I need to. He pretty much said that. He said yeah. everything but coming out and say, hey, if if, if I need to get a rock to, to Zach, I, I could do that. So I'm and you ever heard a bad it. thing about him as a, as a guy? Never. Like nah, that he's never. selfish or anything. Never. The first time I ever heard him talk was that interview. So Right. Yeah. Right. So that's it, man. We'll leave it there. No catch up sports talk via Chicago for Big Nick the Quick. I am your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere. iTunes, YouTube. Drop the review, man. Those really help us. Tell a homie to tell a friend. No catch up sports talk via Chicago. We out here.